1: Before we get into the latest episode of Small Doses, I want to remind y'all that there's some really dope things happening over on my Patreon, theanandiverse.com. Not only do you get bonus clips from the podcast, as well as other things that are going on. I mean, for instance, like, y'all wanted to hear my thoughts on Kiki Palmer and her buster baby daddy? Well, baby, you had to go to the Patreon to get that. So go on and join the SEAL squad. But in addition to that, we have ad-free, commercial-free episodes of this podcast right here over at Patreon. I know these ads and commercials will be annoying for y'all, but maybe we need them in order for me to get some bread from this project, okay? Your girl can't be working for free. But if you want to get ad-free, then you got to go to the Patreon, which is the Amandaverse.com. It's the universe of Amanda. Also, if you haven't got enough content in your life, want to hit you to the fact that we will be premiering a new vlog series. Yes, Amanda on the Move is going to be on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, or you can get there by going to AmandaSealsTV.com. Amanda on the Move is is going to chronicle my tour from the last year that I went on my first tour after this pandemic. I mean, it was kind of still in the pandemic, but... The reality is, is that there were so many things that were going on and I wanted to share them with y'all. So check out this vlog series and basically it's going to determine whether or not I keep doing a vlog series. So head on over to TV and check out Amanda on the Move premiering on Monday. I really hope you enjoyed this episode because I'm really glad that Sean chose us to come and talk about being a new father with before you talk to anybody else. I want to remind you also, podcasts are really talked about and shared through word of mouth. So I would love for you guys to spread the word on If You Love Small Doses podcast and make sure that if you see the clips on these internets and you like them, share them as well, because we know black folks will not do anything unless we heard that somebody else actually rock with it. All right, let's rock with this and get into the latest episode of Small Doses podcast. From the hip, small doses, we're talking that shit, small doses, and keeping it real, small doses, with me and them It's so funky. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Small Doses Podcast. The impeccably braided head to my left. Yes. <laughs> uh, because, did you get a braided this morning?
2: No, I didn't actually. I just wore a little doobie, actually... Compliments to the braider, she did a great job.
1: Yeah. Nah, bro, like that's a combination. You got Indian in your family, like that's a very laid down. I
2: actually, I actually, low key, do. you know everyone got that. <laughs> that Cherokee in <laughs> a family, little bit. you know what I'm saying? A little but, bit. Thank you though. I'm this very. It's 15 years in the making right here. Listen, we, been, I was
1: interviewing you when you were wearing throwback jerseys. I know. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> and a Tisa oh. hats.
1: Like, the really big hat. Yeah. Where, like, it had a lot of air yeah. in it. <laughs> you know, like, if someone hits you, it would dent. Yeah. But that was the time. That
2: was your New York days, too.
1: I don't know why I'm talking shit. I was wearing Kangol's. You was um, wearing Kangos A lot. Like, a lot, though. A lot
2: has happened since then.
1: Yes. A lot has happened.
2: And congrats to you.
1: Ditto. Thank you. Look at all these diamonds. Shining, 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 yeah. shining. A lot has happened. I remember being at a... <sighs> event... Of sorts, and it was a good music event. And I remember, Mm. like, I was like standing, and like you walked by, I couldn't say hello to you. But in that moment, I was like, "Oh, he made it,"
2: because
1: it was like (laughs) you were being ushered by. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't walk by. Yeah, like he was being guided through the through the plebeians. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, and I was just like, "Oh, look at Sean making it," because
2: you seen me before before that.
1: Yes, I saw you when Big Sean was a... Underground,
2: like, blog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mixtape, just getting it off, you know, performing in the basement of places.
1: SOBs.
2: SOBs, yep. That was like, those were monumental times in my life, so...
1: Well, that was when it was like, ooh, you know, he could rap rap. That was right. the conversation. It was always like, you know, he, he from Detroit, but he could rap, rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see the butt in there, but he could rap, rap. Because yeah. Detroit, I feel like.
2: Got that, you know, Jay Dilla, Eminem, Royce, yes. Slum Village. But I mean, I was that's just. Slum history. Slum Village when you came in the house. Oh, for real? Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, you did on purpose.
1: It wasn't really on purpose, yeah. but I really do love yeah. Slum Village. Yeah,
2: and to the new ones too, like PZ, Babyface, for right? all the like, it's just like keeps continuing, so. Great.
1: My thing about Detroit rap is often it's very, it's like affidavit raps. And I'm just like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Stop saying the crimes. Right, right, right. (laughs) Like it feels it just feels too real. You know what's really real though? Is that you're a father. Yes. You are a father. And that is what this episode is about here Mm -hmm. with Big Sean. Side effects of being a new father. You saw how tense he got just now? He put his hands in his lap. Are you worried? no, 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 no,
2: no, I'm not worried. I've never talked about this though. So I'm excited. I've never really like sat and talked and like so I'm I'm I don't you even know what the I'm, Indian I I don't style. know I don't know what I'm about to say so <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, what I do love about you is that you're eloquent and you're thoughtful hmm. and you're mindful. Thank and you. a lot of folks these days are not and not just because they're like trying to get a, a look or whatever, but simply mm-hmm. because they just don't seem to have the tools. Mm. And that's why, like, I'm just, like, such a proponent of education because I feel like you need to be able to speak for yourself.
2: Yeah, and I love how you are, like, <laughs> just on your socials, like, how you you speak with your voice. It's not like anyone else's vision is yours. And the reason I, I appreciate you saying that, but the reason I'm like that is just through experiences. You know what I'm saying? And really paying attention to myself, learning a lot about myself. And even the point in time where I had a kid, like, I feel like it was a great time for me. And first of all, when you do have a kid, it's a magical thing. And I, I mean that because you go through miscarriages, right? You go through things. It's not Ding. easy. It's not easy to to have a baby as it sounds. No, it's not. No, it's not.
1: Someone online was like, you know you would have God's grace if you would just have a baby and get married. And I was like, well, I'm actually with somebody and I was pregnant and I miscarried. And they were mm-hmm. like, that happened because of what you talk about. I'm like, first and foremost, oh, go fuck yourself. That's but fucked also, up. It, yes.
2: That's fucked up. It is. Yeah.
1: But it's also so common. Like, miscarriages are like a really, really, really common thing. As common thing.
2: to me is pregnancies, for real. Almost. For real. You know, it's like. So when it does happen, whether it's what you, you know, God feel like God gives you what you need as opposed to always what you want. Sometimes what you want is what you need. And sometimes what you need isn't what you want. Most times. (laughs) But, you know, that, that can definitely apply to a pregnancy or like, but I'm at a point in my life where I understand that anything that happens to me I feel like I got the full support of God, the full support of the universe behind me, so I take it there? as a blessing. How did I get there?
1: Yeah, that's not some place by you trying to, by trying
2: to be in control of everything that you're not supposed to be in controlling. You know, by realizing that you live in Cairo versus Kronos, you are on God's time. You know what I mean? As opposed to, you know, it's something that I used to struggle with trying to get things done at a certain time. Like you said, comparing yourself to somebody else doing all these things, it'll take you through all these. Highs and lows, right? And you go through anxiety, you go through depression, you go through all these things, and you just kind of have to take a step back and just realize that all these parts of yourself are parts that you just have to work with and recognize, you know? And once, you know, like for me, I meditate every day. That's my thing. I journal every day. I, I had to take the time out, even if it's just 15, 20 minutes, just to get my mind straight because when I do come across the situations, that used to bring me down it's kind of like they just they just fall off of me instead of sticking to me and weighing me down you know what i'm saying
1: what led you to meditation was that like your first stop on getting to that center space no nah, that was the first
2: thing no the first my mom see i i had a angel for a mama for real so yes. she was the one who introduced me to meditation when i decided that i wanted to rap you know what i'm saying like Back when I was, like, 11 years old, she was always telling me, like, you can do it. She got to understand, like, the universe is working with you. You know, she was t- preaching that to me then. So, I kind of always built the belief that, like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Like, I don't know how, but that ain't for me to worry about. So, right. then when I turned 17, she gave me, like, some books to read, like, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. All these, like, Asking It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hickson. One of the main things about that was meditation. And she was, like just visualize it, you know, you want to, who do you visualize yourself on stage? Who do you want to, you know, be signed a yay. That was like my first, that's what I wrote on my notebook and my goals. That was like my first choice. Obviously he didn't know who I was and I, I didn't know how I was going to meet him, but I just like visualized it happening. And like, that was just an example. That was my first example of like really manifesting manifesting and realizing that like God got my back, you know?
1: I definitely think that, well, first of all, I'm impressed because I can't meditate. I can only meditate on my head.
2: Well, hold up. So that's the thing. It's like, I think people get the wrong idea about meditation. It's like, people think that meditation is like, you got to turn your brain off and like, you don't, your your thoughts aren't running. Like, no, nah, like meditation is just you taking the conscious time out to be- um, Still? Not just to be still, but to just be- Conscious of your thoughts, so it's like putting attention to your intention. Basically, to me, that's what meditation. Ooh, say it
1: again. Is. Yeah,
2: you put attention to your intention. You Yo, feel you me? be
1: rapping, bitch. Come on,
2: man. Come on. Lyrics, but it ain't it ain't about like having to be like still, you know, and all of that. Like I feel like there's no wrong way to do it. So for you as a person who you are, if you are, it's like when I journal and write down my got things, it. I meditate on them for that yeah. day, and I feel like that's just supercharges whatever I got to do. So do you
1: have a regimen that you do before you greet your son for the day?
2: Oh, yeah. So I like to meditate before and I meditate with him too. You know what I'm saying? Like I hold him in my arms because he likes for me to hold him, you know, every morning. And that's Mm kind of like me and him have a couple hours every morning to just ourselves. You know what I mean? And I, I go over affirmations with him. You know, I am happy and fun. I am brilliant. I am grateful. All these things. And... He, first of all, I feel like when two people do have a baby, it's the best part of you at that moment in your life and the best part of the other person, you know? So the best part of mom and the best part of dad, and that's when they were conceived. It's like wherever you're at in that life, right? So I just see like...
1: That makes sense because, it makes sense. because- I should have got pregnant a lot of times mm-hmm. and I didn't because I was with the worst niggas. So <laughs> I feel like that math. That's like, not funny, but it's absolutely true because I did get pregnant with mm-hmm. the best dude. Like I mm-hmm. got pregnant with like my man who is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. So that actually tracks.
2: Right. No, to me. And I-, I
1: would tell people like they'd be like, "You're gonna get pregnant," and I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not my story." You're- but I shouldn't be fucking raw though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right,
1: right. <laughs> but I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely got periods I don't deserve. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think that that is a beautiful way to look at just the miracle of life.
2: Yeah, it takes a lot of patience too. You know, it's all like I, I showed you pictures and video of him. Like I, we ain't haven't posted him to the net or nothing like that. But <laughs> you see the br- like you see he's some. <laughs> He's something special, though. You know what I mean? Like you can't get that
1: away yet. Yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. let the people have access to that yet. Right,
2: right, right. It's just also like, the
1: internet's is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Like the babies on the internet. I'd be like, "Hi, y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all feel safe with this? Like, right. I got two new kittens. I ain't even put. He's them the, the most internet beautiful yet.
2: thing I ever seen. I know I'm biased, but to I me, mean, he's
1: literally half of you. So yeah. I, <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, I get why you would say that.
2: Yeah, but he's happy. You know what I'm saying? He's you. Could, he got. He's just pure love. And that innocence. So it's just like, I don't really know how to be a good dad. I just know how to be there. You know, and I, that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let him be who he is and nurture that. I ain't gonna try and control him. I'm gonna just let him, like, I discover the world. That. You know what I'm saying? Cause we, I feel like a lot of that goes on with parenting. You know, you gotta let him be adventurous, be wild, you know?
1: Well, I feel like people have this vision of what they want for their child based on themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I just remember having conversations with people before they had their kids and they already had these like very clear ideas about like, okay, well, my kid is not gonna read Harry Potter. And you're like, okay, but like you haven't what even. If your had- kid in
2: Harry- into <laughs> Harry
1: Potter. <laughs> like, what what happens then? Right. You know, like my kid is not gonna do dance classes. Like, and mm. it's just like, why are you already creating limitations? The world will create enough limitations. Period, man. Period. So it's odd to me.
2: No, you gotta like just nurture who they are, no matter what it is, you know? Whether they wanna be a astrophysicist, they wanna be a basketball player, they wanna be the manager of the
1: the a Mac,
2: a McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be the best manager, period. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, it's just like you nurture whatever they got a passion for because it's it's brilliance in that and it's something special. You know, even just think about it. I remember growing up and it was like, you wasting your time playing video games. you wasting your time. These motherfucking people, these motherfuckers get, getting, I mean, just millions. Not even just video games, but streamers, just like, you know, all these things that at one point you could have been looked at as a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, I feel
1: like even what you do and what I do. You know, yeah, that's like, right. oh, you rapping? <laughs> what you right. gonna do? You need to get a job. Yeah, you know. Period. And
2: Heard that so many times.
1: Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was acting, even though I've been working SAG since ninety four. Since ninety four. Um, <laughs> even though I've been working, ain't that been, special? <laughs> yes, Ooh. it's a. It's been a long journey. Did
2: my brother and me, Dad. Oh wow! Is that where we going? Is that where we going? Are we going back that far? <laughs>
1: I mean, it goes back even further than that. It goes back further than that. Yeah. Yes, because I started at eight, and I got my SAG card on a movie called Cop and a Half
2: mm-hmm. with Burt Reynolds. Right.
1: Yes. Ain't that
2: some shit?
1: Burt Reynolds? Yeah, I know. And okay. the, in my mind, he was racist, but I don't know. But it just seems like it would track. If he was still alive, I feel like we'd know now. Because mm-hmm. everybody right now is like, ha didn't, <laughs> didn't know I was racist, did you? Pow pow! Yeah, I know. <sighs> I mean, honestly, that speaks to, like, you have a child in this world. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like you find, I know, peace? Like, what's your peace of mind in, like, bringing a child into the world as we know it? Because this is not the same. I don't feel like this is the right. same energy that I came into.
2: It's not. It's not.
1: So what, how do you manage that? Or do you at all?
2: Those are things that, for me, as a parent, as a dad, you want to just introduce your son to things that are beneficial to him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. a lot of the Montessori things, a lot of the toys he plays with, a lot of just, and playing them with him too. That's important too, playing them with him. Like don't, you don't just leave him to him to play. Like if we in the water with him, like we splash in the water, we playing with toys with him and just interacting with him and guiding him in that way. You can't hide him from the world. You know what I'm saying? You can't, I feel like that, that's just a, that's just that might damage them even more.
1: That's what I feel like so much effort is being made right now by parents. Like, I don't want my kid to see gay people. I don't want my kid to know about racism. I don't want my kid to know about history. I don't want, and it's like, well, how, these things really exist. Yeah,
2: it's (laughs) going, and it might rock them different when they finally get exposed to that. You know what I mean? So to me, it's just kind of like, obviously we're not sitting here. He's not a year old yet. So it's like, we're not like playing certain things on TV. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that, but. We definitely are just, like I said, keeping an open mind and just introducing new things to him, new foods to him, new, new experiences as much as we can. Taking him to the zoo, letting him see animals or, you know, taking him on walks every day. That's one thing we do is, like, take him on a walk through the neighborhoods, through the flowers. It's just It's a beautiful life, man, for real.
1: It really sounds like yeah,
2: it. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's, like, more than worth it.
1: What about it is a lot?
2: It's just, like... Your world, revol- well, he is a wow. This is deep. He's my only son, so my world revolves around him.
1: The rap, <laughs> so.
2: but it's just like it's my not all about you anymore. About- yeah, you know, it's not about you, all about you anymore. But
1: do you find yourself fighting that sometimes, or not you at have all. you given yourself over all. to it easily? No, it's
2: like part of my purpose. I mean, it is my purpose. It's like he's the he's the one right now for me. You know. It's definitely new emotions, too, because it's like, yeah, I didn't know I could be, you know, there's a lot of experiences you experience is like, first of all, somebody peeing on you. Right. You never. A lot I, of people that's do an like that. Some people, I have not. Yeah. Right. Had. That's something that <laughs> now a and lot of people. Lot, some people like that. Some people like that Or even getting shitted on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Some people like that. Yep. That's not something I was ever into. Right. But it's like.
1: Someone brought up if two I, girls one ch- cup the other day.
2: I know, crazy.
1: And I was like, we lived through that.
2: I know, but it's like a if I get peed on from my son, if I get
1: okay, that's where we're going my with hands. this. Okay, you know, if I get I was poop, very poop, confused. I know poop
2: on my hands or something, right? It's like I really just be thankful that his organs are working. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like I never. That's one of the side effects of fatherhood. It's like your perspective widens and things you mm-hmm. thought you would never be able to do.
1: Right, right. Like right. you would
2: do it in a second and like a thousand times over. You know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, I remember being about to throw up and my mom like putting her hands for me to throw up in you her hands. You know what hands. I mean? She was like, not on the comforter. Yeah,
2: like if I'm throwing <laughs> up, you would not put your hands out. I would not. Yeah.
1: I would not. I, you know, your hair's already pulled back, yeah. <laughs> so you don't even need help with that. You know what I'm saying? Like you right, could. Right. You could. Mm hmm. Did you always envision being a dad? Like, was that always a part of, like, your life plan? Because, like, you had, you you know, getting signed by Kanye on the life plan.
2: No, it wasn't. It wasn't a part of my plan. It's not something I was against, though. Like, if you would have asked me that before, I would have been like, yeah, whenever it happens, it happens, you know? Mm -hmm. But it happened to me at a time after I had took some time to be conscious of myself, took some time to learn myself, right? What even
1: caused that though? What made you decide? Just life, you know, experiences.
2: You know what I'm saying? Time going through ups and downs, going things not working out how you want them, having to step back and analyze and reestablish your clarity, reaffirm what you believe in, you know, get your vision together and then understand that everything happens for a reason. You know, the most, one of the most traditional sayings, one of the most cliche sayings, everything happened for a reason. When you really believe that, When things don't go your way, it's not even a bad thing. It's like, okay, this wasn't meant for me at the time. So I was at that point in my life where I had learned to live with all aspects of my life. But when I couldn't imagine being like 18 years old, people who are like teenagers, people who are kids and have kids, you know? It's like, that's a whole different experience because you're not even fully done developing and you don't even really know yourself because there's sometimes life is the best teacher in that that is the only way you can learn lessons is through experiences. You know what I mean? So for the people who do have to have kids younger, like for all, like, I really give a lot of power to them because it's it takes so much patience. And that's mm-hmm. something that you might not have as much as when you're young. It takes patience. It takes like intuitiveness. You know, it takes like you mm-hmm. really like feeling your child out. So it could even be a, a dramatic and traumatic thing for somebody who's not ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't come from that perspective, but I understand it. And I use a lot of the things that I've learned and apply it to fatherhood.
1: When you found out that you were going to be a father. Yeah. What was the first thought that came to your mind?
2: First thought that came to my mind is, well, when you have gone through miscarriages, you know what I'm saying? When you've gone through like stuff like that, it's just kind of like you just accept it. You just accept it. It's like, oh, are you pregnant? It's like, you know, you happy. But it's like, as, as for, for, I mean, I'm just speaking from my perspective. You don't want to get your hopes up too much. You just, mm-hmm. you know, okay, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if we get Keep blessed to have that. But then when you get to a certain, like, months later, you know, like, five, six months, you're like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is it for real. You know what I mean? And. <laughs> You're going to start to think and you're going to have all these thoughts, but it's just a part of it. And then you're just going to have to just be like, look, this is meant to happen because it's happening. Yep. You know, and the fact that it's meant to happen means that you deserve it.
1: Were there any conversations that you had with people that may have been like directly around fatherhood, but that also may not have been, but like that you took with you? coming into this because I feel like sometimes it might even be a cab driver you know that will Mm. say something that you're like and that cab driver on the west side (laughs) highway changed the course of how I look at this thing was there anything or any movies or like anything that really just like Mm. hit you or was there anything that you maybe have been used to seeing but that now you had this perspective
2: first of all well I I didn't like it made me appreciate my parents more because it's like Y'all went through this.
1: Were your parents together?
2: They were together, but then they ended up splitting up after I was born. Okay. They had me and my older brother, Brett. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just had a lot of respect for them. Just, you know, my mom working her jobs and they didn't have a lot of money like that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have a lot of advantages that I have today. You know what I'm saying? And they really were. Were thugging it, you know. They were grinding for real. I don't know what else, what other word to use, but they was thugging it though. You know what I'm saying? They was making it work. I just respect them for that. I really respect my mama too for breastfeeding two boys. And
1: That's such a specific. I've never in my life heard a man be like, "Thank you for breastfeeding us."
2: Nah, well, you know the advantages of breastfeeding are like. Please tell
1: us, tell us, please.
2: I mean, just for (laughs) it's like for autoimmunity, for all these things, like it really is supposed to like lay a great foundation for your overall health. You know what I'm saying? So if you breastfeed for at least a few months, like it's the it's one of the best things you can do for your baby's health. You know what I mean? So the fact she did it, it takes a lot out of the mama, though. Yeah, it takes a lot out of the mama. You know what I'm saying? And it it can be frustrating and painful shit. You know, biting that nipple—you biting down on that nipple like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's people
1: don't talk about that. Mm. A lot of my friends. It's
2: tough. It's tough, man. <laughs> like it's, you know,
1: was that a surprise for you? Like, what are some surprises that you feel like have popped up in this process that you just like were like, I didn't even know that was a thing? Because I know, like, even with babies, it's just like, oh, like I didn't even know they do this. I didn't even know they do that. Like, I know I have friends who. Because I don't want you to talk about Janae, but more so about just like your experience of surprises. Like I have friends who are just like, oh, like I really didn't realize they really hear everything. Like they really yeah. hear everything.
2: You can see how his face lights up if mom and dad are together. You know what I'm saying? Like when he sees acts of love between us, like he loves that. He like smiles so big. Like you never know because you can't communicate with them the way we communicate. But you could just... He feels energy more than anything, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's important for you to keep your energy right, to me, around your kids, you know? So luckily, we're not in a place where it's any bad energy. It's just all positive, you know what I mean? And I think he's flourishing, yeah, as a baby. We're really happy to see that, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Has your mom shared with you, like, anything about your childhood that you feel like you want to carry through with him? hmm,
2: how's my mom? Let me think about that. Mm, she definitely be giving, you know, my mom is definitely one of those mamas that be budding in for sure. That be like, <laughs> make sure you do da, 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 you know, but she, she does a lot of research. Okay, She's a very holistic mom and she's been very helpful too, you know, and, any advice I get from anyone in life, not just my parents, but any of my mentors, gurus on any level, any genre, I always take it with a grain of salt because and, and see if it applies to me or if it doesn't. And it might it might not apply to me at the time; it might apply to me later. You know what I mean? So, when it has come to like my boy, and, and she'll say, "Oh, you used to do that," or "That's how you used to smile," or you know, she'll show me a picture. And by the way, it's just real confirmation that you really do pass on everything to your kids. That's crazy. That's why it's important to for real work on yourself and be conscious of that because you don't just pass on genetics. you passing on like energy. you passing on your trauma. you passing on things you may or may not have dealt with. you passing on autoimmunity things. Mm-hmm. Like before, like I'm glad that I like did like a liver cleanse, kidney cleanse, all this, but not not in preparation to have a baby. I just was like again like having a good guidance system people around. Like I did like a 4 month cleanse where I like cleaned out everything and it changed my overall health.
1: How, wait, 4 months is not ex- That's excessive for even LA.
2: I know. It's a, I know. I know.
1: <laughs> it was a supplemental <laughs>
2: cleanse though, so you just kind of have to like not really too much change up how you eat, but it's just more about like the supplements you take. You're supposed to clean out everything you got any
1: microorganisms,
2: any parasites you might have anything it is I know
1: I'm even afraid like someone told me I need to be it ain't
2: drinking. that bad it wasn't that bad
1: I don't know why, I, like someone told me about magnesium the other day and then when I read the bottle they were like magnesium can be a laxative and I'm like I don't want to poo for sure why not
2: you rather have it in you you rather have shit inside of you huh than to get it out
1: first of all I don't like the implications <laughs>
2: <laughs> you rather be foolish huh okay I get it I get it I get it no, but think about it, though. That's what people got to realize. Like Somebody was telling me the other day, like, I don't like to eat this because it makes me shit. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to use what the What were bathroom. they
1: eating so I could not eat that?
2: Like, oh, Chipotle going to have you fucked up. Oh, like, well, yeah,
1: that's true. But I don't I'm think like, that's in a positive way. I feel like it makes you shit, but in like a way that you're not supposed to be shitting.
2: I feel like any way you shit is how you're supposed to do it. Think about food. We gotta that, look that up. Why would you eat something that doesn't make you use the bathroom? That means it just sticks and lingers around. Because there's different
1: types of poop. Like there's good poop and bad poop. You never saw that episode of Oprah? There's like
2: there's good poop and bad poop, but it's still poop.
1: I know, but it's like your body is supposed to work a certain way. The
2: episode of Oprah, <laughs> the microbiome episode, huh? There was there was, there was yeah, an episode yeah, of Oprah. It was like it's Oprah, to was game. Oprah, Oprah was giving game. Oprah
1: was <laughs> giving.
2: Oprah was giving game. I mean, Oprah really probably was the one who in. I don't know about that, but really helped introduce that way of thinking, I feel like spiritually, more to my mom. My mom was already on that path. But yeah, I think like my mom intro- like gave me the book, The Secret, when I was younger. That mm-hmm. for sure was an Oprah.
1: That was absolutely an Oprah. Oprah book, book yes. club
2: exclusive, you know what I mean? And I even work with one of the ladies now that helped write The Secret and was in the movie, The Secret, who really was the one who helped me just get... Deeper into my meditations, deeper into remembering who I am spiritually and just all of that.
1: How do you feel like that has helped you just even in business, right? Like being able to like get to that place? Because I just feel like that is not easy for people. Like the same way that you're talking about, like, you know, you should want to like expel shit. It's like people should want to expel the bullshit. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just as difficult. And so I'm curious, like, how has that made this road Any easier or harder?
2: It just is like, you learn to not take things personal and realize that business is business. So I don't get emotional over business because- Did you before? Yeah. You'd be like, this motherfucker tried to play me. (laughs) It's like, you still get emotional about it, but you don't let it stick with you. I feel like when you get to a certain level of like operating at your highest self, which is a constant thing, right? It's just like, I feel like operating at your highest self is just being intentional with everything you do. So it's like, yeah, you're going to feel a way, but you're not going to act on it. You're going to more so realize that, you know, this this ain't for me to control. This is up to somebody else to control. But when it comes to business, you just don't take it personal. You know, that's one of the four agreements. You ever read that book?
1: See it right there over
2: exactly. Vito's head?
1: Yeah. See it next to that black folder?
2: Don't take it personal. Don't you know? take it
1: personal. Be impeccable Impec- with, with your, your word. word.
2: Yeah. What's the other one? Um, the other ones are...
1: Be on time?
2: <laughs> no, no. I don't. No, no, no.
1: Pass it to me, though. Never assume. Never assume. Be impeccable with your word. Oh, never assume. Don't take yep. anything personal. Don't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Always do your always best. Always do
2: your best. Yep.
1: Do you feel like you always do your best?
2: Yes. For sure. I feel like as a critic of yourself, you always feel like you can do better. Yes. But it's the best, though. You know what I'm saying? You always are like, never satisfied. But I think that's a good thing. I've learned to take some of the things that people might look at me as my flaws and realize that that's just what works with me. And that's how I do things.
1: What are some things you feel like are your flaws?
2: Like I'm somebody who will double think, like, you know, not overthink. People use the word overthink. I don't think it's overthink. I like thinking it through. I like I'm a thinker througher. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay.
2: I'm somebody who.
1: Why do people not like that? Like you said that people consider that a flaw? There are
2: some people who consider that a flaw. They would consider that a flaw because it's like, oh, you're not spontaneous enough or something, right? But I am spontaneous, but I just listen to myself. And if I want to think through it, I'm going to think through it. You know what I mean? Or- Are you a perfectionist? I take my time. I take my time with things. Am I a perfectionist? Yeah, but I'm a perfectionist. I know that perfection is not achievable. It's elusive. You know what I'm saying? It might have been- closer to perfection before you started analyzing it and adding (laughs) and this and that, you know, as a creative. And sometimes I revert back to my original idea, you know, when it comes to whatever I'm creating, but I don't mind the process. You know, I like turning over every rock. And I think that that's just who I am. And I accept that, you know, I don't know what else like you have to ask somebody else. He's I like, know. I don't know my flaws. Yeah, I'm yeah. just,
1: <laughs> I'm out here. I'm in the world in <laughs> a windbreaker. Yeah, I'm um, a windbreaker. <laughs> a vintage Ford windbreaker. Oh. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. They Park. just knocked over recently, like the incinerator that had been like in the center of Detroit. I know. And I was like, oh, it took a long time to do that.
2: Yeah. By the way, Flint's still not okay. Just, just throwing oh, it know. out there. We don't have we to talk know. about that.
1: No, we know. We can talk Plan's about that. We okay. had, we just had Mari Cobley, yeah. who is uh, Little Miss Flint. We just had her mm-hmm. on my radio show because mm-hmm. she was like, how y'all raised $2 million for Daniel Perry for killing somebody on the train, but you didn't raise a million dollars for me to get filters for Flint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a valid point. Please come on my show and talk about it.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, I don't even want to talk about, I ain't even going to say nothing about the government. You know what I'm saying, cause well, but good. I'm a, but but just like you know the things that they spend money on, it's like that ain't a third world country. This is a Flint is in America. You know what I'm saying? They it's like right overlooking here. it like it's like it's not, and it's just kind of still has to do with a lot of layers that this country was built on. You know, a lot of racism, a lot of discrimination, a lot of you know level of importance, a lot of classism, a lot of just is it worth it? You know what I mean?
1: Are they worth?
2: Are it? they worth it? And these people got. Irreversible brain damage, lead poisoning. You know, cancer. Cancer. That's my mom. Actually, had lead poisoning and was able to overcome it. You know, was With able. The
1: holistic. To,
2: well, holistic. She was able. That's a whole. See, that's a whole other podcast we could talk about that. My mom cured a lot of autoimmune things that she had going on, and was scared that she passed them on to me. You know, and like that was one of her reasons for taking such good care of me so early on, and like put me on vitamins, supplements, like you know, praying that I didn't get it, and I didn't
1: fascinating. Yeah, it's deep. It is deep. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is deep.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: I remember we had an Oprah reference, but Dr. Phil, who is no longer a board-certified therapist, but did make a valid point when Mm -hmm. he was, Mm -hmm. he said, you know, children shouldn't arrive with a job. And like so many... Damn. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so many folks have a kid... And the purpose is not anything having to do with that child. Like that child is coming here already to serve something that it had no involvement in, right? Whatsoever.
2: Yeah, and I think also babies choose their parents.
1: My mom always says that.
2: I mean, it's some truth to it. I feel like I feel like they choose their parents because, you know, like I said, they know that those are the parents that they need. It may not be the parents they want, uh, but. It's the parents they need. Do you go to therapy? I have done therapy at different times in my life. But yeah, I do a form of therapy. I talk to people. For sure, it's important. The beautiful thing about therapy is you get to leave it all there. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't talk to your friends, your family, people you work with and see on a daily basis. But if you leave them there, you're going to have to come back to it. You may not want that to affect all the other aspects of your relationship. hmm It's great to have a therapist and have the relationship of being able to talk things through, think things through, strategize, emotionally dump and just like and that's it. And you leave there feeling lighter. Now, therapy, I encourage I I inspire my dad to go to therapy.
1: That's why I brought this up. I was about to talk about You know what what I'm saying? My My
2: dad from Monroe, Louisiana, who
1: you got your
2: dad to go. I got my dad to go who that wasn't even a part of his consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He would get his ass beat for being on the wrong side of the train tracks down there. You know what I'm talking about? He, my dad's 70 years old. So he grew up in them segregated and then real yes. times where it was really bad in a place that at that time was even further set back. You know that it was like, he would tell me stories and he, he had a speech impediment, my dad. And I always wonder like, is that something that you were born with? Or is that something that you got from trauma? Mm. You know, and he obviously overcame it. And he, you know, I love my dad. He He's always been a great dad and has always done his best to teach me the lessons that he's learned. He's very funny. He's a real player for sure. Like to the T forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was rocking leather pants when I was young, just like different silk scarves and just like, you know, he would pull up in drop tops and I'm just like, my dad was just that guy back then. And I used to make fun of him like, man, you got on leather pants, man. And (laughs) I remember we were walking the stage one time and I had on leather pants and he tapped me and said, Hey, leather pants. And it was like, (laughs) I hadn't talked about that for 15 years or something. You know what I mean? That was like at least 15 years, but it was like, we both immediately knew. And that's funny because you just never know them times between your parents or your kids like that you go remember or that stick with you like that, you know?
1: I mean, it's so real. I feel like therapy is such a, like you're coming into parenting at such a shift in parenting. Mm -hmm. Because we're of a generation that has actually like actively made the effort to heal Mm -hmm. in a way that a lot of our parents really didn't necessarily pursue Mm -hmm. until maybe like later in life.
2: Right. Right.
1: You know, like so, like I feel like our generation of parents are showing up different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this whole idea of like gentle parenting. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of gentle parenting?
2: Of course, <laughs> of course. I feel like, to each his own, though. Right. You know that that's the way I do believe in.
1: I feel like y'all are gentle parents.
2: I oh I man, I, I ain't about to be beating nobody ass. I ain't about to be like beating <laughs> my
1: kid ass. Well, you know? right.
2: But that's because I got blessed with a kid that is just already. I mean, like I said, he's not walking yet. He's not barely talking yet. But he's just, you could just tell he got a patience to him. He got a energy to him that he's just like he's very social. He's happy. He's calm. I don't see myself having to like
1: go crazy on him. right?
2: You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to. Well, yeah. Not go
1: crazy, but like.
2: But discipline for sure. I'm gonna get on his, I'm gonna be on his ass for (laughs) sure. You know what I mean? And my parents were with me too, especially my Mm. mom. You know, my dad was, too, in his own ways, but, you know, my I, I definitely had to, you know, I got whoopings, you know what I'm saying? I got smacked for saying some dumb shit before.
1: I got smacked,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. I, don't wanna, I got not I, I don't want to put that on him like that, but just once in a while when, when you know, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I didn't deserve it, either.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I definitely...
2: Same. Mm -hmm. I
1: got two smacks. I remember them. I can tell you the trajectory of the sun when it happened. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You got that. Mm -hmm. But it's
2: kind of hard to just like say you're like every kid is different. So whatever applies. But no, I don't believe in like brutalizing a kid or like abuse. I feel like I don't believe in abusing and shit like that.
1: I just feel like at this point. We just know better.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we
1: can do better.
2: Of course. Like,
1: even when you're talking about doing affirmations in the morning and things like this, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, a lot of parents didn't really understand that, like, babies are taking it in from, like, in the womb, right? Uh, and, yeah. like, even when you came out, I know when I came out as a baby, like, my mom always says, like, I came out with my eyes open. Like, I lived, like came out, like... What's good?
2: I can see that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what's the what's the demographics in this room? Are there any black people in this room? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I came out, let's hit it. Mm-hmm. And so she said that she had a consciousness from early on that I was taking things in. And I think a lot of times people just don't think about that about kids. And so they underestimate the way that their behaviors are mm. affecting
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and just the fact that like kids are so tapped in in a way that we're not
2: period because they coming from like the pureness of untapped like everything is new to them so they coming from like the pure potential of the universe you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying they are coming from the source of it all yep. you know and then they get into the world that's why I feel like a lot of people you heard the term babies bring good luck they do there's a lot of people that I know where it's like a lot of things bring good luck as well. But I'm just saying, like a baby, you know, I know people go like, man, I had a baby, and that's when my business took off and this <laughs> and that, you know, because if you believe in a higher power, it's gonna supply what you need in the time you need it.
1: I feel like babies bring good luck. Mm-hmm. I think they also bring hope. I think that's a lot of times what the luck is. Mm-hmm. It's just a change, it's a shift in energy.
2: In energy. Yeah, and luck might not be the right word. Like you said, it could be hope or it's just, it definitely shifts something though and it it lights a fire in you because the responsibility, it can be heavy to some people. It can be motivating to some people. It can be inspiring to some people. It can be, it's just how all you look at it. But like I said, one way to not be like distraught or like, like this is too much. Like I can barely take care of myself. Is just to remember that You were chosen, you know what I'm saying? You were really chosen for this person. You were really chosen and it's meant to be. It's not on accident. And like, when you accept that, things will unfold magically, man. Like me and you sitting, sitting, coming, you know, I don't know if people know that we in your, like in your house right now or if they're rolling through your neighborhood, it's magical as far as, it's magical. I'm I'm for real, like as far as you came, the things you've seen, the ways it could have gone, it's like to be up here. Doing your podcast, you know what I'm saying, and right here, it's it's beautiful and it's meant to be.
1: Five years in, you know, it's, it's true. It's um, I mean, so many things have to go right, like so many things have to land in place
2: for it that to even happen, <laughs> like,
1: right. You know what I mean? Like, even for you to, like, even though we talk about birth and we talk about pregnancy, like, so casual, just because, like, it's just happening around us. Mm-hmm. Like, to circle back to what you were saying in the beginning, it still requires, like, even down to, like, this sperm gotta get to that egg and, like, shit got to pop off in yeah. order for things to happen. And I feel like we over...
2: I know. I'd be looking at him like, man, you, re- like, really f- <laughs> starter from D's nuts? For real? Like, I'd be looking, like, I'd be like, God damn, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, what a journey just that is. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I'm 42, and my mom to this day will be like, I can't believe you're here. <laughs> like, you were not here and now you're here. I'm
2: gonna be like that. I'm gonna be old, like, man, that, nigga, you know you came from these nuts, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: be like leather pants. <laughs> exactly. But you'll be in the spaceship. Yeah. Have you read The Alchemist? Okay, I just have to make sure. No, no, no. I don't I'll know. Just, that yeah, was the yeah, right face. Yeah, yeah. No, that was the right face. What's
2: crazy is I read The Alchemist and then have I have re- you
1: read Warrior of Light?
2: Yes, I have.
1: Look at Blue. but
2: I, I only read The Warrior of Light once, but The Alchemist, that's a book I read like three times. Same. And every time I read it, it was different. Yes. And that just goes to show like your perspective changes and how you read things, how you observe things. It's like
1: Do you remember how they were different?
2: The first time I read it, let me go back cuz the first time I read it
1: like high schoolish. No,
2: not high school. I was kind of like it was when I had signed my record deal but things weren't going how I wanted them to go. You know, things weren't. There was a time period where I signed my deal in 2008, my album didn't come out till 2011. So it's like there was a the time of it where I, that was my first like real hit with depression because it's like, "Damn, this shit not going how I wanted to go." I was like scared of getting dropped. I was like Didn't have the confidence in myself all the way because I was just young. You know, I was 19, 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? And like being in rooms with like, yay, Jay, you know, your idols. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, okay, how how can I get there? Riding around LA like, man, how can I get one of these houses? It's just a lot for somebody. Well, I'm sure somebody that age can handle it, but it's just, it was a lot for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? What did
1: depression look like for you? It looks different for everybody.
2: I was just frustrated and just had a lot of dark thoughts, really, just like feeling like everything was too hard for me, feeling like, like even just getting up and like going somewhere is just, oh, this is just, you know, everything is just, you make everything out to just be, it's like all really an illusion for real, you know, and it's so many factors. I feel like there's so many different ways to be depressed, you know, but that's
1: what I asked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But when. That was like my first time. But then I just had to had to just accept, you know, stop trying to control everything. Just accept it and live in a moment and go with your feelings. And I applied that to the studio. And that's when things really started popping for me.
1: Where do you feel like the desire to try to control everything came mm-hmm. from? I think it's really super dope that you've moved past that mm-hmm. in time to be a parent. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most deleterious part like way to parent yeah but what what do you feel like was the thing that made you feel like i need to control everything just it was. took me a long it was, it was time a program. to learn why i feel like i needed to control everything it
2: just was i don't know why it just was a program i was programmed you know feel like i had to control everything i also had a fear of money of like not having enough money that used to be a fear of mine that a
1: fear I, that you got it and you would lose it
2: a fear that i got it and would lose it fear that i don't have enough A fear of all these things like Oh, running out but I just I just got to a point where I was like look I'm gonna always have what I need period ever since then it's just like I've never been in a like having to need money or nothing you know
1: isn't it crazy how we create fears I know I remember Currency had like a fear mm-hmm. of his phone dying and really yes Spitta we would be somewhere shout out, Spitta,
2: that's my boy, <laughs> shout out
1: to Spitta mm-hmm. we would be somewhere and he'd be like ah my phone's gonna die <laughs> and he would leave. He got like
2: FOMO. <laughs> Big FOMO. Literally. Yeah, but no, just these certain fears. And like, I don't know. I guess that might have been something that was passed on from my parents, for real. You that's know why I,
1: mean? I asked. I didn't know. Because from therapy, meditation, like you start to get to the bottom of things. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's yeah. what that's about. And mm-hmm. like, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like I had an epiphany about like abandonment issues in the pandemic that helped me understand why I feel like I need to control everything.
2: Mm, wow, abandonment issues. Yes. That's facts.
1: And so it was I like see that. Oh, I feel like I need to control everything to prevent things from abandoning me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Wow. And then yeah. like I realized like, oh,
2: that ain't going to do it though. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like it's like you can't control You it. can't control it. You
2: can't control other people, you can't control the things. You just can you just can.
1: Then you find out things that you didn't know you were doing to control like, oh, you keep dating people that aren't your aren't on your level. Mm-hmm. Sarah over there like, hmm <laughs> You keep dating people that aren't on your level. Mm-hmm. Not because you're trying to like marionette puppet them, but because you know that they need something from you. You can be a resource. Mm-hmm. And that low-key you being a resource makes them feel like... It
2: makes you feel worthy and have a purpose.
1: And it makes you feel like they're not going to leave you.
2: Yeah, and that is for sure. You you boss somebody up in there, be out on your ass for sure. It's like
1: a nigga owe me two thousand dollars from Detroit right now for some shit like that. <laughs> yep, yep, for some shit like that.
2: No, nah, but yeah, you know one of the things I don't I know want my
1: money. I think way.
2: we I think we make life more complicated than it is as humans. I think we we got to look at how easy nature flows, how effortlessly it flows, and I'm not saying we can go through life easy and effortlessly, but just realize that. When things are really too hard, you know, ask yourself, like, are you really in alignment with yourself for real? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And, and, or is this somebody else's idea of what I'm supposed to be doing? Like you said Mm -hmm. to me, I think you said that before we started talking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like my rule of thumb is when it goes from a challenge to a stress, it's time to let it go.
2: Mm. It's going to be
1: a challenge. Like, you know, things like, so even like when we were in the process of doing my stand-up special, mm-hmm. like there's a challenge just in the idea of coming up with something and then executing it. Like right. that's challenging, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then there's a point where it's like, okay, but this is like keeping me up at night. Right. So let me, let me, let me change course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once we changed course, and it was based on me being still and saying, like, okay, are you doing this because you're trying to keep up with folks? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing this because you're trying to do something for you? Yeah. And then once I realigned to that, everything...
2: Got, it, went, it went smoothly, right? Smooth. Yeah. That's a beautiful lesson right there, man.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob two hundred milligrams at kisqali dot com, and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
2: Listening to yourself.
1: It's hard, you know. We talk a lot on this podcast about the difference between, but that is
2: something I want to teach my my well not just my kid, but you know that. Listen to yourself, man. Like, listen well, to yourself. Listen
1: to this point, because this is something that I feel like... Yeah, I, I
2: didn't mean to cut you no, off. You,
1: no, you felt it in your mm, spirit. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between doing things to make yourself feel better and doing things to make your life better. Mm-hmm. And you talked earlier about, like, God gives you...
2: What you need, not always what you want.
1: And I'm glad that you're saying, you know, that you want to teach that to your son. What are some other things that you feel like... And they can be as esoteric or as legitimate confidence, as like confidence, making spaghetti.
2: Confidence. I want to teach my son confidence. You know what I'm saying? Because that's something that I had to gain along the way as a man. Like my confidence. I have it now.
1: Where'd you get it from? What What do you consider to be the source of confidence?
2: Experience. Like the experiences that I've gone through, believing in myself, executing seeing something through or, or, you know, really just having the confidence to know my abilities as a human being, as a man.
1: I have a theory about confidence.
2: Yeah. Okay. I want to hear it. But confidence is one thing because I realized that my parents didn't have that much confidence growing up. And I talked, mm. to, th- I talked to them about this. You know, I said, no, not in a disrespectful way, but I wish I would have, you guys would have gave me more confidence. Now, my mom did motivate me, and she gave me, my mom also had a very open mind. She supported my dreams, Beautiful. but she was always like, oh, don't be too oh, reserved. Oh, you don't want to like make too much noise. Like, you know, she was that type of mom. And my dad came from Monroe, Louisiana, where he, same thing that kind of hey you to kind of be reserved don't be too nigged out you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying don't be don't draw
1: too much attention yeah to don't draw
2: too much you know mama i remember when i got my license don't man don't you know make sure your hat is straight when when you, when you pull up next to a cop don't be wearing your hat all crooked you know just
1: but just, is that confidence or is that just like
2: no I, survival <laughs> that is survival of course but i'm just saying at the same time it's like the confidence to be proud of who you are, the confidence that you got, you got this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I want to instill. Yeah, but you're right. That situation about the hat, that's more <laughs> of a survival tactic for real because people crazy. Yes. People crazy, but...
1: And scared.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, but confidence and just freedom to think, just freedom to be him, like I was talking about earlier, just, mm-hmm. you know, and just uh for him to be conscious of what he's, like, his health. Conscious of like what hmm. he, what he's putting into his body, conscious of, you know, what works for him, what doesn't work for him. Pay attention to the signs, you know, like mom, dad, whoever ain't always going to be there. Like there's going to be times where you on your own and that you got to you got to know how to survive. You know,
1: I don't think I've ever heard a dad say that, like specifically, like I want you to be conscious of your your medical health care. <laughs> uh, I didn't say medical health
2: care. <laughs> but yeah, that too. Yeah, man, you got to be conscious of what you put into your body. You know what I'm saying? Because what you put into your body and what you're putting out to the world.
1: I mean, there's just so much when we're young that we just think, yeah, like, this will come out of my body and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get in your 30s and you're like, I feel like I'm still, like, I feel like I'm still feeling the Patron shots. Oh, yeah. Now, 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 you're going to
2: live your life. <laughs> now, now, let's not be unrealistic. You're going to live your life. You're going to have your Taco <laughs> Bell nights, your White Castle, whatever, McDonald's. Breakfast, you know what I mean? You gonna.
1: I still have Taco Bell night.
2: Of course. That's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna be a human being and do Teasy it do what crunch. you do. But sometimes it's just the fact that when you know better, it's, it's a difference to it, you know? You be like, All right, I, maybe I ain't gonna have it tonight. It's true. You know, as opposed to like, Oh, I had it tonight, I'm on <laughs> it again tonight <laughs>
1: and the next day, you know. Yes.
2: You know, just just which
1: is how the person at Taco Bell on one hundred and fifty first and Broadway knew my order. Oh yeah. Like, I would walk in and he'd be like, MTV! Oh, yeah,
2: no, no. It's a, it's a lot of restaurants that know my order, too, for sure.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for seeing me there. Yeah.
2: And McDonald's breakfast is one of the greatest things that ever happened.
1: How do you feel about Waffle House?
2: I feel pretty good about Waffle House.
1: Jeremiah liked the Bible over here. Mm-hmm. Really big fan of Waffle House and is always shading me for not... Jeremiah
2: ordering. like the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> for not
1: liking Waffle House.
2: Waffle House comes clutch clutch. Waffle House is clutch. I like Waffle House better than IHOP. I'll say that.
1: I just always feel like there's a roach residue Every, in, a, in Waffle House. And everywhere. Yeah, but I only feel it in Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House and specific Popeyes.
2: I like grits. You know what I'm saying? So I like that Waffle House got grits.
1: How has it been being in LA? Like, do you feel like your son is gonna like have a different upbringing? Being in LA than mm. being in the D. Is there anything you think he's missing?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna for sure take his ass back to Detroit with me a lot of times for time. You know, I t- I know like I don't know if people around me think I'm joking. But I'm like we drop his ass off for a whole summer there. You know what I'm East saying? East side or west? West side. You know.
1: <laughs> he's like, let's not get out of hand.
2: But <laughs> but no, nah, I think that he's gonna be good. You know, he got the essence of. He got he got a lot of good family around him from a lot of different places, from Detroit, from here, from wherever. You know, he's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't tripping.
1: And he's gonna have confidence.
2: And he's gonna have confidence.
1: My theory is that confidence is rooted in facts. Hmm. And
2: rooted in facts, huh?
1: Yeah. That's my theory that confidence is rooted in facts. And oftentimes, if you take the moment to really explore like your life experience, mm-hmm. you can find the data. That gives you the confidence to say, like, okay, I know this. This I know about myself mm-hmm. because I did this, because wow. I saw this, mm-hmm. because I failed at this. And so now I know this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times we don't do that mining mm-hmm. for confidence. Mm-hmm. We mine outside of ourselves. Right. We just look for all this outward validation. And then when that's not there, mm-hmm. that's when your confidence fails. Right. And so then, like I'm somebody who went through a nervous breakdown. And that's, that's, and when that's when your
2: faith kicks in too. It, hopefully yeah I mean that's when it should kick in yes yeah
1: and that faith I just really believe that for a lot of us like faith isn't a higher power but your connection to that higher power means that you have to have faith in you yeah you have to have faith that you can connect to this higher place
2: absolutely because you are God God is in you you're not a God but you God is in you if that's the means you haven't had to have faith in yourself you know what I mean and that's Say just it. yeah Say that's it. that's real
1: it, it really...
2: And that's a fact, too.
1: I see what you did there.
2: That's a fact. <laughs> In
1: comedy, we call that a callback. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Your dad had the ill callback. The 15-year callback with the leather pants? That's impressive.
2: I know. Big call, <laughs> right? That's like the longest callback ever, yes. for sure.
1: He threw that all the way back. Mm-hmm. But what we're about to do is we're about to go forward. Okay. Okay? Because the people have questions. Yeah. Now... I told the people we have a surprise guest. We have a secret guest. good. So good. these questions are not colored or tailored by whom you are, right? They're literally just asking about being a new father. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how you would want it. yeah, you would, yeah. You yeah. would want it without the the bigness of the Sean-ness. Yeah, this is just Grounded Sean. Right. Yeah, that's who we're speaking to. Okay. So let's head on over to the Amandaverse Mm -hmm. and uh, answer some questions with Grande Sean and the SEAL squad. The Last Dose. Well, congrats. Thank you. I really feel... You know good what? Time, good
2: seeing you too. In I'm glad we got moment, to do this.
1: I feel like I should have had a It's a Boy Balloon.
2: No, but- <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> we
2: good. No, we got to appreciate that though.
1: No, I think it's really dope that uh, we got to have this conversation and mm-hmm. I feel special.
2: Yeah, you my dog. For real.
1: Appreciate you.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Listen, a lot of us don't last this long. We don't stick around.
2: No, we don't stick around and we don't stick together neither. Hey. I saw you big me up in an interview. I appreciate I think I reposted it on my story or something. Somebody said something about Big Sean being one of their favorites. And you was like, yeah, Big Sean, like, you know what I mean? You big me up and you don't big a lot of people up. That is correct. And you don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not a lot of people. You know what it is? Like, there's one thing to big up folks for their skill, their talent, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just dope to be able to big up people for like being like a full person. Mm-hmm. And I've known you for a long time, like even from a distance, but you just were never sideways.
2: No, 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 no. no.
1: You you were never sideways, and that's like Man, you come like,
2: across that shit a lot. Bruh. I know
1: it just make you you know mm-hmm. like you don't. I'm lucky my neck ain't got a crick in it from the amount of sideways. that You'd be like whoa whoa, mm-hmm. but it forces you to be very particular about your boundaries, yeah, and about the people that you're around. And I feel like a lot of us have gotten to see you really develop and flourish into not just an artist, but just a full person. Cause you came out at a time where social media had started bubbling, so right, 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 right. you know, for what it's worth, like a lot of the peers that you were around who had like are like they had maybe just gotten established, like mm-hmm. they didn't have to go through that. Like mm-hmm. Cuddy didn't have to go through <laughs> in the first phase of his poppiness. Like I, I mean, I was there. Like right, right, right. social media wasn't really like I know that that big. Like I mm-hmm. know that it, it it played a part in him popping, but it wasn't like
2: he was like a little bit earlier. Right.
1: L- the, just the hair.
2: Yeah. Which was a big difference.
1: You guys are dealing 08. Yeah. I got on MySpace in 08. Yeah. I got on Twitter in 08. Like yeah. that, And I remember like Questlove hitting me and being like, man, you got to get on this Twitter thing. It's amazing. Right. People are just like saying things and then <laughs> someone else says things. I remember that too. The same,
2: I think I got on in 08 as well.
1: You know? Mm, and, and
2: Facebook before that.
1: You just start seeing like, okay, because of social media, I feel like we expect so much from people. Like mm-hmm. it became, more, it wasn't just about the music anymore. Mm-hmm. So even like you having a child, you know, there's people who are like, how dare they not show their child? Yeah, like, yeah. Who are y'all? Mm-hmm. Who are these niggas? Mm-hmm. As Tommy Davidson would say, <laughs> who, who are these niggas? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's really-
2: It's your life though. You know, to anybody on social media, like I, I truly feel like that I'm not that much on my social... There are times where I go a long time without posting. Sometimes it's more frequent, but be who you want to be. Do what you want to do. Live your life. Social media, be be free. Do what you want to do, man.
1: I mean, listen, whatever you do on social media, it's going to find you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you mm. should, you know, be uh, <laughs> <laughs> intentional.
2: Yeah, it might fuck you up, huh? Later <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah maybe, just maybe, maybe don't take that advice that I gave you. <laughs> yeah, You're just, right. Because yeah, yeah. nowadays, it's way more serious than like,
1: So I had to do a uh, show for Coca-Cola and Roku Mm -hmm. and they did a background check.
2: Wow. And Twitter and your social media was part
1: of the background. Ain't that some shit? I never knew this. Like I've never experienced that before. So they do the background check. Like, no, I don't have any priors, no felonies, et cetera. And that's like
2: a background check.
1: That's a background check. Yeah. And then they're like, we have a second background check. I'm like to check what? Like my kidney function? Like, what do you mean? And they're like, no, to check your social social media. And so then people, I got People sent, be losing
2: real jobs that they worked their whole life for over a, over a um, tweet.
1: For the, sure. One of the characters on Lilo and Stitch, the live version, got cast. Mm-hmm. People were like, why did y'all cast him? He's too light-skinned, which is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But he ended up losing the job, not because people like raised a voice, but because he had used the N-word on social media. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, Get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And now here's a darker skinned person. Everyone was very happy and also glad that he had lost his job for saying that word on social media. That's, but yeah. also, right, right, like, right. what y'all doing? But in California, they have to send you your background check. Mm. So you get a copy of your background check in California. That's good to know. So I got a portfolio wow. of my background check. And basically what it says is like she be getting at these white folks. And this is yep. where she said cracker Yep, and i'm like yeah i can stand uh, on. Yep. y'all want to call me in we can do a congressional hearing i will stand on anything i have said yeah, uh, i appreciate
2: you being <laughs> just so open and honest and your voice is just is loud i don't mean like literally i mean it's loud figuratively you know and that's that's why i really wanted to come sit and talk with you because just as a black woman doing this shit it, it ain't it ain't necessarily easy and it ain't it ain't something that a lot of people celebrate and uplift all the time, you know, so it's like, I want to be a part of that and Appreciate just, you. you know, on a personal level, knowing you, and it's like, I just I I, I respect your voice. Thank so, you. I'm happy to be here, and I'm glad we got to do this. And I look forward to doing it again one day, for sure. Yes, yeah.
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the
2: G. Yeah.
1: Well, there you guys have it.
2: Yeah, we did it.
1: No, we did it. We did it. This Clap was it like up. six months in the making, and we fucking <laughs> did it! Ba-dum-bum.
2: Yeah. Shout out to all the parents, man. Do your best. (sighs) Good luck. Yeah, good luck.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.